In the dark, dark street, there was a dark, dark house. In the dark, dark house, there was a dark, dark staircase. Up the dark, dark staircase, there was a dark, dark room. In the dark, dark room, there was a dark, dark cupboard. In the dark, dark cupboard, there was a dark, dark false wall. Behind the dark, dark false wall, there was a dark, dark corridor. (gasps) Down the dark, dark corridor, there was a dark, dark hidden well with a 30-foot drop beneath it. In the hidden well with a (laughs) 30-foot drop beneath it, there was some dark, dark water. In the dark, dark water, there was some dark, dark boats. And the dark, dark boat took us to a dark, dark cavern. In the dark, dark cavern, there was a dark, dark ladder. Up the dark, dark ladder, there was a dark, dark manhole cover. Behind the dark, dark manhole cover, there was a dark, dark taxi. In the dark, dark taxi, there was a dark, dark steering wheel and pedals. And the dark, dark taxi took us to a dark, dark house. In the dark, dark house, there was a dark, dark room. In the dark, dark room was where staggering stories were recorded in their podcast, 238. To Staggering Stories Podcast 238. I'm Jean. I'm Adam. I'm Fake Keith. And I, yes, I am the Tyrion Lannister cosplayer who showed up at the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves cosplay competition of life. <laughs> what? <laughs> As you will probably have been aware, we're minus minus yeah. two of the gang. Well, um, yeah. Scott's still dead, yeah. as you, we yeah. said last you, time. You recovered quite well. From yeah, 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 yeah. And now Auntie's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We like to share. On him. Yeah, we like to share the death around, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure there'd be some precess that would come along at some point and yeah. do some magic. Totally. Yeah, wazum, wazum, wazum. Well, dear listeners, as is our want at these times in the podcast... <laughs> these sorry times. We go to Who News? Who News? Who News? We go to The News, you no, no. daft cop. With, no. with, Who News? Because I don't care about anything else. <laughs> with Adam Purcell. Yes. Over to El Presidente oh, with The News. <laughs> 238, we're getting so good at this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Doctor, oh, pause for music. (laughs) Stop it, Muttley. (laughs) Doctor Who news. Yay! Filming still a few weeks away. Ah. Despite previous rumours that Doctor Who was set to begin filming again in June, it has now been confirmed via DWM that filming of Series 10 will not now commence until sometime in July. Mm. Um, um, what? Well, I don't, who wrote this? Him. So, so why haven't you put in 
proceed to spit after well, being I should have done it. It's, it's a given. Okay, okay, right, thank you. Season four of Sherlock is due to finish at the end of July, so perhaps this movie is designed to minimise the production overlap of the two Moffat series in Cardiff. This later-than-anticipated start may also give Pearl Mackey, as Bill, a chance to take a short break from her theatre work in The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, as she is due to hand over her role sometime in June. Doctor Who filming is scheduled to take ten months, including two Christmas specials, finishing out Stephen Moffat's The Vast Toffee and Time as Showrunner. As that will take filming into April 27, it is likely that we will see a return to RTD-era scheduling of kicking the series off at around Easter time 2017. Also, next season we'll see a return to RTD-style story compositions, with most of them going back to single episodes. Moffat said of this... Two parters worked brilliantly last year, but somehow with a new companion, you want the simpler version of the show. No. By last year, would you shush? <laughs> by last year, the Doctor and Clara had been there for so long, it was a complicated relationship by then, so we needed the bigger stories. Next year, we will have some two parters, but it would be back to the one parters mostly. Isn't it mm. really more about what the story requires to yeah. be told? Yeah. Well, I, you I, have a allocated two episodes, you do a two episode story, yeah. or, or one, you do a one episode story, is it? Is it true? Captain Jack is in the Christmas special. Is he apparently? There, he's there fil- he's filming. I don't know. He has been seen in Cardiff. Yeah. Well, I've, yeah, there were. But there's there no official. Or I've decided he is. How much more official do you want? <laughs> there were certainly photos going around of him and Camille uh, Kadori, uh, but I think that was for Big Finish. It could have been. Mm. Could have been. So. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him back. Hitchhiker's Guide, another radio series on its way. Oh. Dirk Mags, the man behind the radio adaption of the third, fourth, and fifth Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books by Douglas Adams, is now working on an adaptation of Eon Coffers, probably pronounced that wrong, I mean, isn't it? sixth book and another thing. The remaining radio cast is expected to return, though at this stage it is too early to be certain, as explained by Max. I am very happy to be returning. It will be great to get the band back together for what will probably be the last time. I wouldn't dream of doing it without approaching the original cast, but it's way too early to do that yet. The adaptation is expected to air on BBC Radio 4 sometime in 2017, along with a rapid release of the CD and digital distribution. Mm. This is interesting. They? they keep losing cast members. Though. Yes, recently. Yeah. Susan Sheridan last year, didn't they? Yeah. Unfortunately. So we need to get a, get a move on. I was going to say, you never know, she might be back. <laughs> uh, the thing is, Sorry, time out. Isn't she dead? Yes. Yes. How so. can she come back if she's dead? It's a ghost episode. Of course she could be back. <laughs> How can you get the actor back if she's dead? Ouija board, voice channeling. And- voice channeling. <laughs> We're having a ghostly episode. Yeah. You, you've, you've heard the tape recorders with the ghostly voices. Get out. That was just me. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Cutting her voice together, editing it, you know, that kind oh, of thing. Recasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds ridiculous. I'm sorry. Well, for a yeah, little while, I was worried when we when we did that Susan Sheridan dead. Yeah. I thought they meant Sheridan Smith, and I thought, <laughs> oh, that's stupidly young. <laughs> and I was very disappointed because I was about to listen to all the Lucy ones. She was about to listen to the last Lucy ones, so expect a tearful phone call. Uh, the the last book, which in my opinion wasn't very good or very hitchhikery. Was it written by Douglas Adams? No, or not? it wasn't. No. Written so it's, by it's Douglas not a Adams. Douglas Adams it's hitchhiker's a, book. It's not a Douglas Adams hitchhiker. It isn't, but I don't know. I couldn't help but feel it's a better ending than um, it mostly have, harmless. It may have been a better ending, but I didn't enjoy the route to get there. 
Okay. That's yeah. very we'll see what the original cast bring to it. Yeah. Maybe they can pep yeah. it up for you. Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll have to wait and see. Can Jean read now? Jean can read now. There you go, Jean. You read. <laughs> E4's The Aliens Dead. Dead. Channel 4 pulled the plug on their comedy drama, The Aliens. Mm. And I would question a lot of that one statement, actually. <laughs> yeah. The Aliens was a six-part series from the maker of Misfits and written by the flesh author Finton Ryan. In the flesh. In the flesh. It starred being human actor Michael Socher as a border guard in a modern-day alternative Earth where aliens had 40 years ago crash-landed into the Irish Sea and now live in British ghettos. Channel 4 said, The Aliens is fantastic. Bold series, but with a number of brand-new drama series already commissioned for 2017, it won't be returning for a second series. <laughs> mm. I yeah. saw the first two episodes of this, okay. and I thought, it, it sounds like it could be interesting and good. I don't know why, but when we try to do these kind of like pseudo-American Aliens Are Here series, we just don't seem to be able to do it right. Mm. It, it really had all the feeling like this was an American TV series that had been shot in Britain with Britain actors, rather than it being a British Aliens series. It, it kind of like any of them. Yeah, it kind of like yeah. it wasn't. It didn't have the right kind of like level of humour yeah. that we do with yeah. British series. Okay, and it was trying to be transatlantic, transatlantic, <laughs> but it wasn't as good as they would do this kind of stuff yeah. in America. Okay, like Alien Nation, but with a more gritty edge to it, I suppose. Yeah, but it's it didn't. Sort of themes in it of yeah. It wasn't gritty though. Oh, wasn't it? No. Okay. Have you it, seen it? I, I tried to catch the first episode and then missed it, and uh, I've been meaning to go back to uh, watch it. I, I think, again, I, I managed to catch uh, the first and second episode on um, Catch Up. Yeah. And it just didn't yeah. okay. didn't gel for me, didn't no. grab me. Yep, apparently. Well, same. A same common thing, then. Didn't gel for anyone, by the sounds of it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, the acting in it was good, and it was good, oh, and it was good got... to see one of the guys from... Um, Horrible oh, Histories. Misfits. Yeah, not Misfits. Not uh, uh, being human. No, no, not Horrible being histories. humans. Horrible yeah. Histories. Horrible Histories. Actually, Horrible. acting. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Bert Quark. Dead. Dead. Inspector Clouseau's Cato leapt out of his last cupboard. To yep. death. <laughs> the 85 year old actor has perhaps one of the longest CVs in the industry, including mm. other highlights such as James Bond's films Goldfinger and You Only Live Twice, classic TV work including The Avengers, The Saint, Danger Man, Last of the Summer Wine, and even the voice of TV's Banzai. <laughs> His Doctor Who work was the Mandarin leader Lin Futu in Fort of Doomsday and as Doctor Hayashi in Big Finish's Loop Guru. Both of Peter Davison. I like mm. Burke Kwok. I first was, yeah. I first came across Burke Kwok in Tenko. Yeah, oh, yes. he played yes. Major Yamuchi, the camp commandant, <laughs> and he was he was just you know, he was an honourable camp. He commandant. was an on- honourable yeah. guy. And did he have a little tanky? No, he no, did, he not that little tanky. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> but no, he's, he's. I looked on IMDb, and he's got one of the longest yeah. CVs you've ever yeah. seen in your life. He's, he's, he's one of these actors that specialised in bit parts. Never the central starring. He role. was no, but he was sort of the main villain often for, yeah. in the ITC days. Yeah, because yeah. he, you know, Oriental looking. So yeah, that's it. It's got to be a villain. Yeah, exactly. In those days, yeah. eighty-five. Good innings. Yeah. Quite yeah. a good innings. You told me yeah. you'd shout at me next time I said good innings. <laughs> that's why <laughs> I said it. It's not a cricket match, you said. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, yeah, that's quite sad. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Any addendums? Keith apparently has a couple of addendums. I've got two. Two oh. addendums. Go on two then, addendums. whop them out. 
<laughs> my, 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 they're both Star Trek-related addendums. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Well, they had their big celebration thing, didn't they, LA? Yes. A week or yes. two back. Yeah. Well, this, this has nothing to do with that. My, my, my first addendum is there is now a female one-body Star Trek uniform swimsuit. Oh, I saw that. Oh, I saw that. You can have, what? Yes, you can yeah. have them in, in um, the command colours, the it's gold, uh, science, red, blue. Or, or they, they essentially look a bit like the Deep Space Nine uniforms, but without any legs or arms. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. an even so tighter fitting. Don't yes. wear yeah. the red one anywhere where there's rough seas, <laughs> pavan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from what I can gather, unless you're Kira Knightley, just don't bother wearing them at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and my second addendum is as as my wife knows but probably nobody my knows. wife yeah, my, my, that's my, very possessive my, of you you are my wife you are my adoring <laughs> wife you are my reason for being spoke my... about me as if I was a possession like this is my cup this is my car this is my house this is my wife <laughs> my cup adores me <laughs> my <laughs> car adores me you hear the sounds I'd probably pour coffee in it <laughs> Anyway, carry anyway, on. As, as my darling, ever-knowing wife knows. <laughs> now you're patronising me. <laughs> I know it's a wife. <laughs> but the people out there don't know is I don't see the point in camping. Oh, you, you, it makes him very intense. <laughs> you, you have a perfect Excuse me. walk. That was a joke. I know, I ignored it. <laughs> he was ignoring it on the hope it would go away. You, you have a perfectly serviceable hotel there with hot and cold running water and people to cook your food. But if they had this, what I'm about to say, if they had this when I was growing up, I would be intertenting. Intertenting? <laughs> he just made up a word. This is a new fetish thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like coaching. Have, but... some, someone, someone has brought out... <laughs> Swallow, 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 jeans, swallow. Jeans having a crisis. Jeans having a crisis. Basically, what he's trying to say is that someone has someone has produced a shuttlecraft tent. A two-man shuttlecraft tent. It's based on the uh, what is it? Shuttle ten from Next Gen. And in his defence, it looks really cool. Is awesome. Can I ask you, don't make me laugh while I'm drinking cold <laughs> crushums. ice drink crushums thingies. <laughs> Any more addendums? No, no, after that, I think... Any anything more addendums, else, anyone? No, no, no. Anything else would just be a letdown. That's the end of the news. Yeah. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. In six months' time, it'll be Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In yeah. honour of that auspicious <laughs> occasion, um, ex- excuse we've me? decided to watch scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> scary <Yep>. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been watching Ghost Light. Pause for music. Would you like to start? You're weird and freaky, so this is right down your alley. I have to say, I loved this story when it was aired. Yes. Okay. And I love this story still. It's okay. one of those, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. This this was a come out in the era when they just started doing the 45 minute episodes. Sorry, guys, it ain't nothing new. <laughs> yeah. And this was a three parter story, which was really unusual. Then a lot of them were 
two passes when they went to 45 minutes? I don't think it was still, I it think was it was still 20, 25. 45 minutes was Baker, yeah. Colin Baker. Baker. Yeah. yeah, this is the final season. This yeah. is actually the final story they still, shot. Yeah, yeah. And back in those days, they had, what, two threes and two fours season, didn't they? In, yeah. yeah. McCoy's era. Yeah. But this was proper Victorian ghost story. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the haunted house scenario. 1883. You've got the Doctor playing with Ace's fears and making a face... Face her yeah. her own phobias. Yep, definitely training her. Because yeah. 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 wasn't this house the house that she'd burnt down? It was. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Years later, after her friend later. was killed. You're dealing with a point in time when society was in flux as well, where you've got evolution versus creationism. Mm-hmm. You've got aliens. Darwin, Darwin, you've got mm-hmm. sort of zombie housemaids. You've got um, <laughs> Neanderthals. Ins- Neanderthals, yeah. an insane young lady who wants to send everyone to Java. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure. Says. Java's lovely. I'm sure it is. And <laughs> it was going to Java. <laughs> very, very atmospheric. Yes. Mm. And it was intelligent as well in that you, you actually had to... You weren't forecasting what the story was coming up. Some of the stories, it was fairly easy to see where they were going and mm. that kind of stuff. This one, it, it wasn't as easy. I mean, okay, when we watch it back. But at the time, it wasn't as easy to work out what was going to happen at the end. I felt that this also wasn't a point. I lo- like you, I love this story and still do but there were points throughout it where I honestly couldn't work out what the hell was happening (laughs) forgive me if I'm wrong but I think one of the reasons for that is it was written and I think almost filmed as a four-parter but had to be cut down so they had to lose a whole episode I've heard a different story where it was written as a three-parter but they realised there's too much material and they they toyed with the idea of making a four but ultimately didn't I bow to your superior I don't know if that's true or not it definitely does feel like the sort of story which requires a dumb assistant. <laughs> Somebody that, who would ask questions and be given simple yeah. answers. Which, of course, Ace wasn't. Ace wasn't by this time, and she didn't ask any questions, and there were no clear answers given yeah. for the audience. Which is fine for us, and a lot of people complained they didn't follow it. But actually, I've seen it so many times, but it seemed perfectly, you know, it's intelli- perfectly easy it's to, to follow. Yeah. Yeah. But I do question a lot of the characters. <laughs> well, which characters... Elaborate. Gwendolyn? <laughs> She's gone mad, so fair enough. But yeah. you, you can explain that. But Josiah, mm-hmm. his mad plan is to go along to a garden party at uh, the palace, yeah. kill the queen, and then immediately take over the empire. Because that's how it works. Exactly. Well, I- <laughs> really? Um, that's your plan? What's even the point of that subplot? I have no idea. I think the reason for that is because Josiah himself was... Uh, a research element. He may have been sophisticated and have the verbal of intelligence, mm-hmm. but the level of him was a child. Maybe. It was a child attitude. It wasn't put across that way. But no. That's what I got. But oh, so that, that makes more sense, actually, yeah. because... If he is like a ten-year-old boy who thinks yeah. I'm going to kill the queen, then I'll be the king. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that is that is that's the sort what of I attitude. got from it. That's what I got from mm. it. I certainly got more of that from control. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Control, control was uh, control was a smoother yeah. uh, progression, but yeah. And Redfords, the um, <laughs> the yeah. hunter, the big big hunter, you know, explorer. Yeah. I I rather liked him. I thought he was as daft as the, yeah, you know, it was another one it was another one who was completely off his yeah. nut but 
I think it's because I, I have quite fond feelings for the actor. I've always liked him. <laughs> to be honest, the only one taking out the Doctor and Ace, the only one of the entire cast ensemble that was sane is the Neanderthal. Yes, yeah. Mm. yeah. He was the only one that was actually hadn't gone insane, and yet of all the characters, he was the one that should have gone insane, being mm. that he'd been lifted from the Neanderthal age yeah. to, yeah. to, to now. Well, I did, I did like the speech he gave when he was recalling what it was like oh, yeah. with oh, yes. his tribe. Yeah, and famous. Yeah. Talking one one of my best moments from the speech from this is Sylvester's empty bus stations, burnt toast, and oh, lost thing, people. Things that yeah. things yeah. he does yeah, things he dislikes. Yeah. Unrequited love. Yeah. So the premise for this is our lovely haunted house has a stone. Yes, a stone spaceship. Did we have that basement. last season? <laughs> <laughs> Did we have that in the demons? Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, and you have control has been locked away mm-hmm. and light occupies the spaceship and what they don't want is light to come out and it seems that light is being basically cataloging everything it's a a survey it's a survey and i like the whole thing where light goes mad because the earth has evolved nothing's when he calculated yeah nothing's staying the same you had all the dinosaurs and i said but i like the the one point where he lifts his finger and even the microbes are evolving evolving as he speaks and it kind of gave you the impression (laughs) the reason i think that happened was that i think actually light is part of the cause of the evolution. Maybe. Certainly, I do question the whole, why is light vexed by evolution? The whole thing that the specimen gatherer, Josiah, as we now Mm. know him, he goes out there to evolve. So it should be a very known process to light. It's part of the integral to the mission. Unless light has gone uh, mad as well. Well, One thing that, you know, you were saying you were questioning the um, everything evolving, reminded me very much of the, um, was it 2012 when that guy ran on and said the new neutrinos are mutating and then ran off again. <laughs> yes. And it's like, well, that, that, what? That can't happen. Dara Green. Certainly evolution does happen, but it doesn't happen quite before like your eyes yeah. like that, yeah. generally. Um, but OK. That, that, that's why I think that partly light's, light had been surveying for millions of years. Mm. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering if what it was supposed to be is light has observed evolution without realising it actually it's his fault and that's what doesn't calculate for him because he's there to observe evolution and it keeps happening and he can't figure out why when he's there it's happening this is why I question whether or not he's gone a bit loopy this is what strikes me about the whole thing is every single one of them has gone round the twist Twist, yeah my impression was My impression was light was separate from evolution, whether he originated in another realm or another dimension hmm. is beside the point. He, was, he didn't evolve. He was separate from evolution. That's why it was pissing him off so much. <laughs> maybe, maybe. The whole thing is done, although it's everything happens at night, it's the classic horror story. During the daytime, the house is nice, the people come in, it's a nice, mm. clean, quiet Victorian house. When night there. falls, <laughs> don't go after yeah. dark, it, it turns <laughs> into the proper you know all the bad things but it wasn't visually dark no it was atmospherically dark and the story was interesting that but it it didn't have to resort to the scaring the wits out of you by not showing you anything because it was so dark which is one thing i quite like because it's it's not often you get a horror story even on who that doesn't rely on the lighting to tell you it's supposed to be creepy Mm. everything was quite bright you know ace's Outfit's quite bright. Mm-hmm. Light is exceedingly bright. The house is brightly lit. There's no sort of like little dark play 
places to to hide the bogeyman, yeah. which in some ways actually makes it even better as a hover because it's mm. different. I don't know. I, f- I find the ones where you can't quite see what's happening to be more more yeah. scary um, and atmospheric. Yeah. yeah, I have to ch- uh, call into question the tone of voice that they chose for light. Yeah, that was, a, that was an odd. There. That was an yeah. odd choice. Yeah, light. yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that was, I think, a, a so, fail. Unfortunately, certainly, yeah. certainly for such a big, beefy man. Yeah, and maybe you, they were trying to go against that. But, uh, yeah, they were this whole angel thing there, trying yeah. to pull off as well. So yeah. you can see where they were going, but it didn't work. I don't yeah. Think. Also, the whole thing with the mood, I didn't feel like it was at all spooky. It felt like they're trying to be strange for strange sake. It all made sense in terms of the plot. Lot. Mm. Like having a policeman in the, uh, in, the, in, the in the cupboard, and, yes. and like, the blue bottle, the blue bottle. Exactly. <laughs> it all made sense, but it just seemed like they try and find ways to make weird things happen within the confines of the story mm. to try to make it feel odd, sinister. But it didn't quite come across to me. It's just they were throwing weird stuff in there. <laughs> <laughs> On the whole, I, I I really enjoyed this. I, I mean, uh, like I said, I I love Sylvester's speech. He, it's a mission statement mm. from from Sylvester. You think that was his equivalent of um, Capaldi's Zygon speech? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's something that Seventh Doctor always had at least once through uh, once a season. You had a magnificent speech from him, a mm. magnificent set of lines, and mm. I think that was that for, for this, this one. This the main thing about this story. It sort of reinforced to me that the Seventh Doctor is a total git. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Well, this, what, this did, is... did he? You know, he pretended to like Ace. I get the feeling he really didn't like her and was deliberately doing things to screw <laughs> her up i don't i don't think so because even though it was filmed last it yeah. was the last one that they actually filmed yeah. it fits in perfectly by design or accident to the ace arc oh yeah the, he knows there's something wrong he's not entirely sure what it is he takes her back to a familiar place to try to shake it loose yeah, but and then why, after, why does he have the right to do that? Because <laughs> some... she's told him time and time again that she didn't want to go there. She yeah. didn't want to do yeah. these things. Yeah. But he decides he knows better than her and takes her back there. Uh, so you know, psychiatrists are cheaper <laughs> and less mentally <laughs> damaging. Uh, you, it, it's it's a com- uh, comical, 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 com- common medical thing to to find out what is wrong with this patient, and that's what the doctor was doing. No, Facing your fears. There's other ways to do it, you know. I just, I just find that what he does to her over the years, I find it cruel beyond belief. <laughs> Which is a shame because I really, really like the Seventh Doctor. <laughs> I have to say, I was very impressed by Sophie's acting in this. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Um, I think it gave one of her strongest performances as Ace, where yeah. she actually got to show a range mm. of, of characterisation, not just the sort of like tomboy. She's definitely growing hero. up. Yeah, mm. yes. she sheds her ace costume we, we, we even when she came out of TARDIS she wasn't wearing that she yeah. had the yeah. coat wasn't yeah. wearing it and you had the dinner jacket and then the um, the, dress. the Edwardian dress yeah, yeah. And, and the whole bit where she breaks down about the flashing her, light her, well no her friend getting firebombed out the flat and her mm. being so angry it, it's quite a powerful little scene that yeah. but it's done very quietly it's not she doesn't scream and shout about it it's very mm. quietly yeah. played mm. yeah. and I think it's it's actually quite a good range of acting from her and it's in a way this is Ace's story but she doesn't yeah. take necessarily the full lead role and sometimes they do now with a lot of Clara's and um, Gunhild and Nobnacker <laughs> and all the rest of its stories where it's their stories and the Doctor plays second fiddle. This was Ace's story. But the Doctor was but still in charge. the Doctor was still yeah. in yeah. charge, which yeah. I quite liked that balance. 
overall, I, I really, really did enjoy this uh, this one, but I have to say, put me off a of soup for a little while. <laughs> oh, yeah. The yeah. Queen of Scotland Yard. <laughs> yeah, the doctor made no attempt to save anybody, really, did he? Really no, no. <laughs> Not even the poor policeman who was there accidentally just investigating yeah. what had happened. Yeah. And why weren't the police interested in why this policeman had gone missing two years ago? You're trying to think too logical. Mm. I know. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the whole structure works, but if you look at it too closely, things start to they, fall they, apart. They, they, they investigated, but they obviously didn't find him so it's a cold case in 50 <laughs> odd years of Doctor Who have you still not learned never look that closely well, at this the story, this story is really inviting you to try to understand it really try to grasp the ideas behind it with all the Darwinian stuff and everything like that you've got to really engage with it but if you do it doesn't quite hold up to my mind <laughs> that's, that's his problem but, uh, it's still worth a good okay. watch it's, uh, yeah, it's still, still fantastic yeah. and worth a second look despite, despite your flight, flight. <laughs> yeah, it's still one of my favourites. Now, boys and girls, we're going to play a game. <gasps> really? Things in five words. Because five it's... Words. Five words. Hem- <laughs> because it's Halloween in six months' time, <laughs> we've decided... To come up with spooky things in five words. Adam, would you like to start? Ooh, can you can you handle it? Pop <laughs> it out, we'll see. <laughs> oh, Ghostly reader of dusty literature. Ghostly reader of dusty literature. Ah, mm. quite an easy one, I'd say. The ghost in the beginning of Ghostbusters in the library. Yep. <laughs> 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 go I was going to say Vasta Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Go on then, boy. You'll go. Let me guess. This is an easy one. I think so. <laughs> Greenlit arm waving reader. Is that Slimer? No. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Greenlit, Greenlit arm waving reader. Reader. So is it someone in a library? It's not someone, but it has appeared in the library. Did it appear? Yes, it appeared in the live. Is this in Ghostbusters? It is in Ghostbusters. Okay. No idea. Oh, is it the PKE meter? Boosh! Well uh, done. Okay. Mine is oh. not from Ghostbusters. And <laughs> 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 probably very easy. Not Dr. Jekyll's haunted house. Not Dr. Jekyll's haunted house. Oh, the Tower, Gabriel Tower of London. <laughs> My house. <laughs> Could be a long list. Uh, 29 Barclay Square. No, you're thinking about it too much. Yeah. Mr. Hyde's house. <laughs> Close. Really? So is it, it's... Think ghost stories. Jekyll and Hyde. Frankenstein, the big castle. Uh, is it something to do with Jekyll and Hyde? No. Okay. <laughs> so it's not Mr. Jekyll's... Not Dr. Jekyll's haunted house. From Scooby-Doo, is it the uh, older house on the, <laughs> the hill? <laughs> think, don't think literally with words. Think <laughs> play on the word. Pass? Yes. Hyde. I said Hyde. No, you said Hyde's house. Hyde's house, as in the Doctor Who episode, Hyde. Uh, <laughs> spelled differently, but uh, yeah, so I said it's the play so, on yeah, the yeah. words. Totally yeah. not accurate at all. <laughs> okay, and I bet you there were listeners that were screaming yeah. Hyde at the yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, at home among the eggs. Stay puffed, marshmallows. Nope. Alien. Nope. The the the, the um, space jockey. Nope. Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> See, you two are in the right area. Zool. Zool. Yes. Lives <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> but most of that was Ghostbusters. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
We're working out for the new film. You see. Somebody here is thinking too loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the trailer? No, I haven't seen the new trailer. Oh, it looks oh it's getting so slammed, good. isn't it? Is yeah, it's any? because they're women. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, that is the only reason it's getting slammed. When I, when I, Probably, when I, yeah. When I first heard, I wasn't entirely sure. Now I've seen this trailer. Yeah, let's go and watch this. Oh, we have to go watch it. I, I might avoid the trailer. I don't want to get my hopes up too okay. much. Okay. So I think even they, the original team screwed up the second one. Yeah. Remaking <laughs> Ghostbusters is very difficult. Yeah. So I, no matter who the team is, I think it's going to be a very tough call to... Okay. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Don't get my hopes up. Continuing with our Halloween theme. We've watched, read, viewed The Woman in Black by Susan Hill. And it was bloody scary. Right, now some of us yep. have read the book. Yep. Some yep. of us have seen the stage play. Yep. Some of us have seen the TV, TV film today. from the 80s. Right. Play for today. And some of us have seen Daniel Radcliffe's effort. Yes. Yeah. Some of us have seen them all. Yes. For a Victorian Gothic horror, yeah. you wouldn't believe this was written in 1983. It's, it's, quite, <laughs> it's really good, <laughs> isn't it? It's really recent. It's well, it, it, well, it was read. Uh, it was read. It was written as a, a for a knee jerk reaction for all the slasher films that were out there. Okay, that was the inspiration. That. that was the inspiration behind it. She wanted that, a decent horror. She wanted to go back to do an old fashioned decent horror. When did they die out? It was sort of late seventies, early eighties. They yeah, died out yeah. from With TV and everywhere. And, yeah, and they did then go to video nasty style. Yeah, horror. Yeah. Now, from what I can make out, that. All of the the dif- different ways it's done, the stage show and the films and the book, it's very common. You've got this woman in black who we will go on to, and when she is seen or seen by someone, it indicates the death of children. Yep. But the setting, whilst always having been in probably the turn of the Victorian into Edwardian era, on the early nineteen hundreds, in the book it's a village or a town. Mm-hmm. On the stage play. It's predominantly set almost like in a train train station waiting area, but it's about someone going to a house. Yeah, in in, in the stage play, it's set in the theatre, but it's just these two, two people, people on the stage talking. But they're talking oh, about okay. going to actually see do yeah. an, an audit of a house. Mm-hmm. In right, the yes. second Daniel Radcliffe, it's again it's that thing of going to do the audit in the house. I don't know about the in, yeah. same in the same in the um eighties yeah. or nineties T V movie. Which the house was in the house. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just the old woman the, the old woman's died. This young um lawyer is sent out yeah. to Kipps. Yeah, yeah. Is sent out to basically deal with the estates and the a very effective site to set it. It's oh, yeah. across a causeway and the mm, house yeah. is on an island. Yeah. Yeah. So it can only co- go back and forth at certain times. Tide, yeah. So the two films and the and the stage play are all basically based it on the same theme. Yeah. So, same with the book. The but. the first of the two films was also screenplayed by Nigel Neal. Yes. Yeah. I oh, think right. it was I think it was one of the last things he wrote before he or adapted before he stepped there. Mm. It's very atmospheric this. It Ooh, is almost yes. the classic haunted yeah, you know, you've got the house, as mm. you say, gets cut off on the causeway, isolated. Yeah. Isolated. Lots of mist. Lots of mist. Yeah, yeah. Poor little innocent lamb abroad. Oh, yeah, our lawyer <laughs> is sent there. Lots yeah. of road calls going, oh, you, you won't don't go, go out, out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something else that I've just remembered about the uh, TV ad- adaptation. Mm-hmm. The person who plays uh, Arthur Kipps. 
yep. played Daniel uh, Harry Potter's father in the films. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> yeah, not a major role, but uh, not a major role, but it's yeah. Yeah, it's, a link. it's a link. Having read the book and seen all three versions, the stage play for me was oh. the scariest yeah. oh, of all. Yes. It was wonderfully done and. Me and the woman who I was sitting next to suddenly became very, very intimately involved with each other <laughs> because we were that scared. We kept holding each other's hands. <laughs> and when you see the entire front row all jump at the same point and think they're going to try and scramble into the back into the next, <laughs> you know you're onto a, yeah, onto so a if good... You, if, you, yeah. if you don't want to read the book but want to get to as close as it possibly can to be seen, then mm. the stage, stage play, play is it's fantastic. The stage play is effectively a two-hander with three yeah. members of cast. Yeah, yeah. and she's... she's <laughs> I'll only say this little bit, I won't, because we, okay. we all want to go and see it again. She appears... And only the audience know they're there, and yeah. the guy playing the actor, Crips. No, Be- no, the actor. Oh, the Kip- a- yeah, 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 because uh, he turns around and looks at her, and he looks at her as if she's a member of the um, audience who's wandered onto the stage. Yeah, and so he sort of plays it as if, sort of, yeah, what the hell? What the hell are you doing there? But it's 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 atmospheric. It's scary as hell. The scariest point of the whole thing was when a door opened and nothing was there. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there, there is something I'd like to point out. Um, the the back of the stage is covered in a gauze. Mm. The very back, so you don't see the back wall. There's a gauze there. But they light and, it up. Yeah, yeah, they light it up. And yeah. when the at the end of the play, when the actors come forward and take their bow, you've only got two of them standing there. Yeah. And then a spotlight comes down and you see her face halfway up the gorse. Oh, that's all okay. you see is just her yeah. face. <laughs> and she's glaring yeah, at oh, the God. audience. Yeah. Everyone's trying not to look at her at all. Yeah. It, it, I have to say, it is probably one of the most atmospheric frightening and wonderful stage plays I'd seen for mm. a long time it actually made me jump it put shivers down my spine mm. and I don't think I've actually not quite screamed but actually exhaled and gasped and made yeah. noises out loud <laughs> other the, than at a pantomime for a long time <laughs> the um the story that the woman in black correct me if I'm wrong she she gave birth out of wedlock, yep. hussy. And <laughs> her son was sent to live with her sister, yep. who was married. And the boy died when the horse and cart came off of the causeway in yep. the mist and he yep. drowns. It's very, very yep. sad. And she killed herself. Yep. And she spent years haunting her sister. Especially in the TV one, he finds those tubes, wax, wax, wax cylinder tubes that you Oh, could, really? Okay. The sister's just saying she came again last night. Loud very annoying. Noisy, lots yeah. of bang. and so the, she spent all those years haunting this poor yeah. sister of hers who did nothing wrong yeah. and then of course muggins crips comes along and he's he had he said to someone oh who was that lady in black i saw at the funeral yeah, he had to go and to suddenly everyone's doors are shutting you know it, yeah, kid, yeah. kids are dragged inside <laughs> the, there's a difference between the film village and the tv village uh the tv village looks like a normal place could have been a really village anywhere turn of the century yeah Okay. There is nothing real wrong. Yeah. The film lays it on thick. It was devastated, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? It yeah. was you, you, you derelict. Get, you, you do generally get the feeling of, why the smeg are you living there? Well, yeah. Move away. Their children are dying away. randomly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Move away. Yeah. yeah. 
the TV, apart from the scariness of the, the stage, the TV version has the scariest scene I'd ever seen in my life up to that point. And it's just, I had to talk you down from oh, the scene. Oh, it was fantastic. It was, um, basically when you thought it was all over and suddenly it wasn't. And she's, and she's at the end of his bed and is suddenly in his face screaming. <laughs> yes. And oh, jeez, that scared me. <laughs> there was, there was one thing I, I enjoyed it when I first watched it, but after watching the stage play there was one thing i thought was a misstep with the tv episode Mm. that was the introduction of the child ghost because the child ghost isn't in the film the play or Or the the book book. yeah okay yeah it's all her there's a ghost of a little child in Uh, the tv adaptation but without the ghost of the little child we wouldn't have had that really scary i I admit that but it just struck me as slightly a bit twee yeah speaking of twee we come to the end of the daniel radcliffe (laughs) one god yes you know when you've got a decent ghost story like that and your your protagonist is a total total dead bitch yeah which, which we oh. have to say the woman in back she, she really was yeah, no, no, in, in, in the plays and the tv series and the book and the book she is a creature of pure malice no yep. redeeming feature whatsoever and as such the end of those is not good oh no. god no and the end of the Daniel Radcliffe one, I'm thinking, okay, this is, a, this is a different way to end it, but yeah, okay, that would do it. And then they go and bring... His wife and child and... <laughs> yeah. They, they go and Patrick Swayze life. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they basically turn it into ghost and it, yeah, let's all wander into the light together. That's not how it should have ended. No, it didn't no. make any sense because before that you saw that all the ghosts apparently trapped yeah. know, in purgatory or whatever. So why would Daniel Radcliffe's character get to... Yeah, get to go yeah. what did he yeah. do that was so different on yeah. the stage play it's very well done in that Kipps doesn't die yeah he sees the woman in black then you hear you hear a I'm not going to say what you hear a sound effect whoopee cushion that <laughs> indicates to you that something really really bad has just happened it in kind his of life went, wah, wah. because of just seeing the woman in it's black um, and I don't know about the in the TV TV in series. the TV series Kips escapes gets with his family takes them out on a little holiday there's a boating trip they're in the middle of the lake ha 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 and then Kips sees the woman in black standing in the middle of the lake, lake. Yeah. Just Yes. glaring at him and then the tree just shatters and f- takes the boat down with them they um, get trapped underneath it it right was suitably in, in all of them either Kips dies or his family shall we put it nicely cop it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was the, I have to say with the the new one I thought Daniel Radcliffe was excellently cast mm. oh, yeah. totally. I thought yeah. he played that kind of like hammer horror he did a really Victorian. really good job yeah. I think he did it really well and I like the way that the woman in black became very focused on him and it did mm. have that feel of an old hammer horror movie which is what it was it was, what it was, yeah. first, it was, first, it was the first of the new hammers first of the yeah. new hammer films yeah. I have to say I was so disappointed with the ending though. Yeah. I yeah. really was. If it, the, it, it if the train had just okay. totaled them, then yeah. that would have been, as I said, that would have been, oh, well, that was different. Yeah. But, but that it would have been in keeping it, with the story. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have a happy ending. Yeah, having yeah. watched and listened and whatever to the others, then yeah. the ending for the film did ruin it for me. It, yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. it really did. They yeah. Disney-fied yeah. it. It's okay. okay. It's a bit silly, but... 
I see that it shouldn't have been that, given no. how yeah. good the rest of the. Apart from at the beginning when the villagers, I don't know what they were trying to do with the villagers. They were very archers like. Yes. You know, it yeah. was very. Um, we don't like strangers around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah they all they which, concerted effort to try to get him out of the village. They wouldn't give, mm. put him up anywhere, would they? No. Yeah. I mean, in theory, it's like Mary and Joseph all over again. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing is, Kit should actually survive because. They kind of did. <laughs> yeah, no, but because the idea is he then can tell his story to someone else, and that's how the woman in she, black yeah, carries on. Yeah, she sort of on. turns into a virus, and it's she, passed, she passed on. Because in the stage play, he is told the story of what's happened yeah. by someone else. Well, the other chap survives. Yeah, yeah, but the film, this yeah. is it. In the stage play, you've got Kips and an actor. The actor is never named, and at the end of it, as the actor confesses, "Yes, that 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 is quite a scary story." I'll have to go home and hug my son now yeah. y- you know so you what's going to happen yeah. Yeah. he's yeah. seen her because of course she's appeared in the theatre and he saw her yeah. so yeah. bye bye son yeah. in the book or something he's him and his wife and his son are in a carriage and the horse bolts and the carriage crashes and his son's killed his wife's fatally injured but he survives mm. and he sees the woman in black standing at the side yeah. and that kind of so it, not only I think because of having seen the other stories the ending of the Hammer One was a disappointment appointment because it was sickly sweet it also it's still dead yeah but that's the thing he doesn't it betrays that ending because he's the one that needs to carry on to pass that Mm. that story that virus on i don't actually if i watch it i stop at the point he's on the train station basically the moral of the story is when you're reproducing a book for the screen is you know listen to what the author said to do if it's a successful stage play don't tweak it that yeah. much. I would say to your listener, if you get a chance to see it on stage, do so. Definitely. Go with someone. <laughs> if you're a fella, take your girlfriend with you because you're going to get <laughs> sure-held yeah, yeah. cuddled a lot. <laughs> you're going to be in luck tonight. <laughs> but otherwise, it is a really good, good stage play. I can't talk for the book because I've never read the book, but it's well worth it. No, the it. book is excellent. And as I said, everything but the last five minutes of the Daniel Radcliffe Cliff film. Because I thought, you know, you hear Daniel Radcliffe, you think Harry Potter... Yeah. Everyone's panning him before he's even filmed anything. And then he turns in a really good job. There was a sequel book, The Woman in Black, Angel of Death. Just a film, wasn't it? Not a book. No, no, it was was a book as well. Okay. Um, I don't think the film did that well. I think it's set in the Blitz. Yeah, Evacuee Kids. Yeah, but there's only the book and I've only heard heard of the film. It it didn't do too well in the cinema and that kind of stuff. But I think it's because the original, The Woman, in black it was timed right and i don't mean by the release of it the setting it is a victorian gothic yeah. horror so it's set in a victorian <laughs> yeah. era she yeah. she got it dead right on that you couldn't mm. have done that in a modernist way i don't think yeah. well i can see the book is actually a novelization of the film what um, the angel of death, angel of yeah. death. Right. yeah so right. it's not right. even okay. by yeah, oh, it's yeah. not by her go see if you dare <laughs> You've been writing to us again, you lovely, lovely people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. If you'd like to continue writing to us, you you. can do so via show at staggeringstories.net. Thank you. We've heard from Naya. Hello, Naya. What are you doing, Naya? What's so secretive? Are you working for the government or something? She says, hello, staggering storytellers and all your plastic minions. 
we've done it again, haven't we've we? We've done it again. Oh, God, this is why I've taken my glasses off so I can't see over <laughs> he's there. Glaring oh, no. He's glaring at you. He's glaring at you. Hello, 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 and, and various other bits. Brunhilde to the knobnack and danger. He's, he's had his hat off. He has, hasn't he? Yeah. This means it's war. His hair that, does that, seem more fluffy. Is that because he went to see Mark Strickson and that the other day? Could be. Because he had his photo taken with Mark We've Strickson. We've spoken about that when you were dead. I know. Oh, back, back at, yeah. uh, back at all those many, many, many months ago. Well, it was a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Mayor yeah. says, sorry. Oh, sorry. I wanted to chime in on the conversation about Men in Black. Oh, no. It's good to chime. hear that the third movie is worth it because the second one was, was so dire that I didn't yes. dare see number three. <laughs> they obviously wanted to make the sequel just the same but totally different. Yeah. And the only movie series that could pull that off was Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Stop yeah. and think about it. The plot in each movie is exactly the same. Toys are separated from their beloved owner and have to fight their way back. But Andy's age and how the separation comes about makes each one seem fresh and new. Mm. But I digress. Men in Black, the original movie, was a delight. Yes. Did you know there was a cartoon? Yep. Yes. I assume not, as Karen talked about wishing it was a series. <laughs> it's really. impossible yep. to find now, which is a pity, because it was excellently written. One of those cases where more thought and plot was put into a kiddie cartoon than into most primetime shows of the era. See yeah. the Batman and Superman am- animated series being far, far more interesting than most of the DC movies this century. Mm. Yeah. Have you re-watched Ghostbusters now that you've run down the same steps of the New York Public <laughs> Library? No. That no. might be topical for a podcast, what with the reboot coming up. Yeah. Ooh, or you could wait until the reboot and talk about them both. That yeah. could be interesting. Yeah, I'm be. planning on watching the old one the night before the new one. Mm. Not much more new from here. Hope you aren't as soggy as we're getting this spring. Naya. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Naya. Thank you. Join enough you in know. here, at least. Yes. Yeah. We've, had, we've had a bit of a heat wave. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, rubbing that in now. Every now and then. <laughs> I, like, yeah. I like that idea, idea, though, of watching the old Ghostbusters at before the same the time new. as them going to watch the new ones. I don't know. I, I don't think I want to watch the original before watching the remake. Or, or watching well, other way after around. either. Other because way because around. the yeah. original to Young Adam is the bestest yeah. thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> but watching both. For the time, it was your event movie. That was your style it was that an attack of the Cybermen. Yeah, that yeah. sums up Adam's childhood. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good idea. See, see the new one and see the old one and then do the two together at podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. Job. for that. Next letter. Oh, next letter. Dear Seekers Who of Who have we truth. heard from, Keith? X. X? X. X. That's all it's signed off as, as X. Mm. Dear Seekers of Truth. Are you listening? Have you written into the right podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I have been listening to your podcast avidly, as always, and felt the appropriate shame when berating for not writing in. (laughs) Do we do that? (laughs) We never berate people. We just suggest. (laughs) Repeatedly. Beg, maybe. (laughs) I could hardly resist some form of response, however, after listening to your Men in Black castings. I have not got a copy of Men in Black to hand, but since MIB3 is on Netflix, I've had to watch it. Now I'm in an interesting position as a viewer, as I have been required to investigate UFOs for Her Majesty's Government as part of my line of work. He's working on the (laughs) X-Files! You see, since the official office that handled UFO UFO sightings has closed down, there has been no location for UFO-related information and inquiries to sit. With the 
advent of the Freedom of Information Act, FOI, this has meant the government departments that might have been seen as having some information that may relate to UFOs are approached directly with requests for related information. As, the, <laughs> as the Staggering Stories podcast has a local government official <laughs> on site to provide appropriate regulatory guidance, uh-huh. you will be well aware of the long reach of the Information Act officials when investigating under FO. Yeah, FOIs, totally. No stone left unturned in the effort to achieve appropriate government transparencies. And UFOs are no exception. How do I put it? No one wants to receive an FOI request. This is why we send them. (laughs) Whilst such cases are hardly common in my day-to-day work, thinking about it, I suppose officials like me are the closest parallels the UK has to an MIB. (laughs) Did you know, thanks to a Freedom of Information request, we now know that Middlesbrough is unprepared for a zombie attack. Yes. Yes. I remember that one. It's the fact that you've got to go through and find all your emails (laughs) and and it always hit at the point you're trying to put an agenda out. Couldn't this come when I had nothing to do? No, no, it comes right in the middle and you just want to know some poxy stupid thing about a bloody zombie attack. I know. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Unfortunately, though, we do not have one of those nice flash pens. (laughs) Yes. I suppose the US chappies have bigger budgets. We have to make do with Darren Drowner and he gets annoyed if we tap him too often. (laughs) Official joke 56. (laughs) Mind you, the US have never mentioned that moon prison shown in the first scenes to me. I've looked into it and I'm fairly certain they're gilding the lily there a bit too. Also, those US types always seem to find an opportunity to fire off rather a lot of rounds rather than conducting their investigations, which seems a little odd with my experience. (laughs) Health and safety executive over here would throw a fit in the UK. There's a lot more paperwork and filing involved and I get to go to work on a bus as a rocket car does not fill within the government's approved rate for travel claims. (laughs) I think in an effort to achieve greater realism for an MIB TV series as suggested in your last podcast they might set it in the UK branch. It'd be a lot easier on the budget. (laughs) That Torchwood. (laughs) By the way, to let you in on the secret I don't always wear black, though we do wear shades, but only when it's sunny. (laughs) And it's weather balloons, right? Say it with me. Weather balloons. Yours, X. (laughs) Thank you, X. (laughs) Oh, God, there's a PS. I thought you might get a kick from knowing that someone who has been able to officially tick the molder box on his CV, even if it is just due to more creative requests for information for the public, was listening to it and appreciated your MIB podcast. (laughs) Thank you, Molder. Thank you. Thank you. I'm slightly worried. Listen to by official people. Just in case. Well, Jean's an official people. I try and not Adam, to be. And Adam's taking over the world. So, yes. you know. Planes would fall out of the air if it wasn't for Adam. <laughs> Adam got in contact with me a little while back, so I was sending him messages and he wouldn't respond. He said, yeah, sorry, doing something in a bunker in the Downs. <laughs> yeah, no one signal down there. Yeah. Hello. Ahem. Who's it from? I was going to do that. Only you hummed me. I did a hum you. And you weren't going to do that. I was. Tell me more, tell me more. Can I start again? (laughs) Go on then. Hello, staggerers, says Catherine Dragonmaker. Ah, Hello, (laughs) Catherine. (laughs) Dragonmaker. Hello, Hedda Pertwee, Frobisher, etc., etc., and so on and so forth. (laughs) It is a busy time in Chaise Dragon. 
Tidewater Comic Con went well, and as Good. I write, I'm sitting in a friend's guest room, Ooh. read basement, <laughs> after our first day back at Balticon. <laughs> do, do they do Indian food there? A lot of curries there. Lot of curries <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to tell you, if you don't have Indian food, Balti wouldn't make a sense. Next weekend is Awesome Con. I'm sorry, but they're taking the piss at these convention <laughs> yeah, <they> <laughs> Well, Awesome Con would be in DC. If it yeah. wasn't in DC, it wouldn't be so awesome. With the only guest I really care about, Peter Wow. Jealous. And yeah, we've never met him. No. I won't Nor be seeing him, him no. but it'll be nice knowing he's in the same building. <laughs> You're got breathing. to go and find him. Yeah. For God's sake, woman. Breathing the same air as Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Three Take commi- out a men's room. room. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can hold it for him. You never know. You, you might bump into him in a lift. That's <laughs> how so we always see him bump into a... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. elevator. <laughs> Three that? conventions in a row. What was I thinking? I apologise if I've said all this before. I tend to repeat myself. This is a special Balticon. (laughs) Does it come with an arm bed? (laughs) They have hit the big 5-0. And as part of their celebrations, have moved back into their inner harbour area in Baltimore after abandoning the city for the distant suburbs for a decade or more. To avoid the zombies, no doubt. Yes. It's good that they've returned, but as a vendor, the logistics have been... Challenging. <laughs> so, was the fire alarm this afternoon that caused an evacuation? <laughs> Oops. But otherwise, it's been a good day, and I'm hopeful for fewer problems and more fun for the next three days. Good. On to the actual feedback. Oh, the key to time audio series. I've only listened to these stories once, and it was a while ago. I wasn't bored with them, but they weren't really engaging, as I yeah. recall. Hmm. Might have a re-listen at some point, but I have so much queued up right now. It's not going to be any time soon. I haven't even listened to the 10th Doctor Box set. Not have I yet. Yeah. We've got, just got it. I've got them up on the shelf. Then. Yeah, we've just got them. Someone must like the characters from this series, though. Amy, Abby and Zara have gone on to a companion chronicle story, which I've heard, and their own series, Graceless, which I have not. Mm-hmm. Men in Black, a great movie which really should have been standalone. Yeah. I've seen it several times and get such a kick out of it, even if the big bag squicks me out. <laughs> the second one wasn't worth another viewing and frankly I felt bad my date had to pay for the tickets (laughs) I've never seen the third and have no interest I don't mind the third. second one and I like the third I one. I didn't, didn't enjoy the second one, but the third one, they seem to get their mojo back. Yeah. Mm. It is late here in Charm City and tomorrow is a big day. I have meant to keep this short, but not <laughs> only do I tend to go on, I have a bad habit of repeating myself, which makes everything take more time. If anything astoundingly interesting or unusual happens during the convention, like, say, George R. R. Martin <laughs> comes into the dealer's room and buys me out of dragons, I'll drop you an email. Thank you. Be well and anon, Catherine Dragonmaker. Thank, Thank you, you, Catherine. Thank you. P.S. I've been daydreaming about a trip to the UK Yay. and idly checked airfare for late autumn. Oh. I was shocked to find out it's possibly affordable. Ooh. Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. Excellent. Yay. We'll take you around London. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you really piss us off, we'll take you around Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> We have one here from Ariel. Oh, hello, hello Ariel. Ariel. Having just come into possession of Capaldi's Sonic Screwdriver... I know, I've yes. seen it, it's gorgeous. I've got it. <laughs> could 
I just point out that at the Capitol, Keith was one of the first people to hold Capaldi's screwdriver be- before <laughs> it even wife. came out. It's gorgeous, isn't yeah, it? It's blue. And green. <sighs> Sorry. Anyway, okay, I was lusting after a screwdriver, yeah. there, not I, an alcoholic one. I went to the MCM Comic Con yesterday in London. They didn't have any anywhere. Oh. No. Yeah, yeah. You, you would have seen um, the Spy Mistress General and the mission for feline overlords. Didn't even see people I knew the were The Ministry there. of Feline Overlords and the Sky Spy mm. Mistress General were there. Okay. I, I got mine from Toys R Us yeah. in Swindon. Anyway, where were we? Uh, anyway. So, having discovered Capaldi's Sonic Screwdriver, I thought it best to post immediately in case everyone else planned to present one as a gift to El Presidente. Sadly not. <laughs> Do not allow him to attempt the unwrapping himself, or you may find your head alongside HOP, to my same greetings, and to all plastic persons perverse plastic paraphernalia. <laughs> a lot of peas there. This screwdriver ought to have been distributed on HRM's birthday, as it is a royal pain Ooh. in the rump to unpackage and assemble. From overly tight plastic encasing the screwdriver, forcing one to need break it to free it to tiny batteries wrapped in cello wrap and cello taped as well Ooh. and I've yet to find instructions for all the screwdriver's modes ah oh, that's half the fun may cybermice eat the eyes of designers of the wrapping and battery bit Ooh. the one blessing is that since the actual Sonic looks like a cheap plastic toy having a <laughs> cheap plastic Sonic feels more authentic <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, harsh Sorry for the whinging, but thought you'd be a perfect platform to warn the masses. Before I go, please, please do not mention American politics on the podcast. I listen for laughs, <laughs> jollity and frivolity, and be reminded of that lot brings more nightmares than dreamy of Davros. <laughs> Staggering yours, Ariel, a male with no relation to Disney mermaids. <laughs> that uh, Trump, then, what's he up to? <laughs> so, what's, is it, because they're not exactly it, robust, they are no, no, all a bit not, cheap plasticky, I have to say. It's um, big, though, isn't it? It's quite a lot longer, it, I think. It's, it's, it's the second longest one. Uh, it's longer than 11s, <laughs> but except, <laughs> except for when 11s extend. Okay, okay. I thought that would get a bit of mirth. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not the size, it's childish. what you do with it. It's, it's the longest Sonic yet, but 11's cheats because it extends. Is it plasticky in its look or feel? Is there any metal on it? Yeah, I suppose that is a correct criticism. It does have a, a plasticky it's, look. It's quite cheap, it's, though. It's only £15. Yeah, it's not... It's not Considering it's so much many more functions and yeah, yeah, bigger it, yeah, bigger yeah. it's not bad um, I didn't have problem with the wrapping but I think uh, this Ariel's uh, stateside yeah. so yeah. They, may, they may package it differently maybe as a different thing because um, when, when I got it the batteries was already installed Oh, so it was okay. only a matter of turning it off. That's because you got it from Toys R Us and they didn't want the small children for whom it is intended <laughs> to have issues. I don't want small children throwing them out the way. Yeah. Oh, Does any of it move, expand? Uh, no, it's a non-expanding one. It just lights up. It just lights so you, you, up. You, you, you got, push... You've got four oh, Ariel, if you're having trouble with the settings, if you push up and then push up again, it will go wham, 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 rather than just... <laughs> they, they, they can't see the... You, you, uh, you, you, you push it up once, you have... Uh, the whole th- the whole thing lights up, <laughs> and you have the standard sonic sound. You push it up twice, and you get this. Uh, you get a green sound. Goes round a green, a green sound. <laughs> a green, no, if, if, you, if you if you take it down, it goes one one one. Because you got uh, down once, you get uh, the blue light. Down twice, you get the circling blue light. Oh, right. ah. so push it way up there. Yeah. Do. yeah, really ram it up green, down blue. If it's up twice, it pulses green, it's down twice, it, it circles <laughs> blue. 
this is a serious <laughs> discussion. Here. We are providing <laughs> information to our and, listener, and she's giggling and she's over there, like fanning a herself. Puerile <laughs> adolescent. <laughs> so when the throbbing comes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go up and down like tenants. No, 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 it doesn't go up and down or in and out. <laughs> Any more feedback? <laughs> I don't think so. Unfortunately, <laughs> probably <laughs> for the best. Can I Leaders? go home now and just have lead us out crumbling? Fantasy thoughts. <gasps> Not here. He's no. dead. He's gone. Dead. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try and remember it. Okay. Right. Good luck. luck. So that brings us to the end of another podcast. Uh, but stay tuned for more next time. Ooh. There'll be more news and reviews. Yep. Who yep. old and new. Yep. Fun, frivolity and jollity. <laughs> Yay! Boom! So until that... You've got to choose a letter. L? L? Languous, lugubrious, lazy, lustful, 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 lascivious, lion (laughs) comes lolloping down towards us. This is me, Fake Heath, saying farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Oh, we need crumbly. have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast series one number 238 featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net A great movie which really should have... St- Really? Twice in Sunday? Yeah. I speak with my hands. I can't help it. You know, the hands waver around. And Did you catch and that flail. from Paul Cornell? Probably. Probably. <laughs> oh, Pocanel. Um, Paul Cornell, the only man, if you hold his hands down, turns him mute. Yeah. <laughs> we did that once. We actually held his arms to his side and he stopped being able to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get our vegan in the same room as Adam <laughs> and just watch him eye her up, cover her in a hot sauce and try to eat her. Wow. <laughs> What's better, to be born and die or never live at all? Oh, I've got to, to remember that. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for us eating them, they'd never be born. Let's face it, why are cows alive in England? Because <laughs> we eat them and yeah. milk them. Now, we would have had to have got rid of them in order to turn the land over to produce um Cereal grains so and that eat kind lots of, stuff. of pandas. So in that Britain, would bring them back. Yeah, yeah, it, it would because <laughs> yeah. people, well, it sounds <laughs> dark, because yeah. they, because they would then put an investment in farming cows and pandas. Is cows will bonk each other at the drop of a hat. Pandas yeah. have to be coaxed, yeah. and anything but, that has to be coaxed but, to reproduce is only. If there was, if there was more coffee, me, if it, it tastes would... nice enough. <laughs> We've gone yeah. down a different. <laughs> if it tastes like that's that. the thing. If it if it's if it's actually let's get on. We're it. not talking about munging on pandas. Okay. <laughs> Do you often munge on pandas? So say, you're say doing it, all the work. Say it in your most creepy voice. <laughs> the creepiest okay. voice. So that's what uh, Jimmy Savile. <laughs> As it's Halloween. <laughs> Well, almost. Oh, wow, we're counting down from one minute. Right, quickly talk to you. <laughs> if we do get to go and see it, could we be right at the front? 
No! <laughs> they spray water. Because I, I was right at the back last time, and that was scary enough from there, so I'd like, to, go, I'd like to sit close to the, the front. Ball, the rocking chair and the ball! Well, if, I, if I remember rightly, Karen, you were sitting right at the back, but you had an aisle seat, so she passed you. She did. That was, that was freaky as well. <laughs> you would never think that a rocking horse, rocking... And a ball bouncing down the stairs, which shares kind of share of adults. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone watched Top Gear last night? I not, missed it. I'm not yet. Watch it. I will watch it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, don't, don't. don't spoil it. <laughs> I won't spoil it. Um, I don't think they did too bad a job, all things considering. No. Everybody seems to be able to get them before they. Even yeah, yeah. I, I, they're, they're on to a, a losing streak there to begin with. Well, I, I think a lot of people don't realise and Carks and May and What's It weren't the first people to do Top Gear. No, yeah. not by long shot. Um, no. I get the... F- it's like anything where it's new and you've got a new partnership. I they've think they're going to warm work. and gel together yeah, a lot more as they go the along. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. I was... I, th- I enjoyed it. Yeah, the first season of new Top Gear didn't even have James May, did it? Uh, yeah. Somebody else. will take time to settle down. wonder what their starts and electric cars will be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I already covered that. Have they already... <laughs> Kind of. I would have thought that uh, Joey, whatever his name is, that guy, I thought he'd be more pro-electric cars, being he's from uh, LA yeah. and much bigger there. Into petrol head. Once you've driven a Tesla, though. Well, I, I did Leave s- petrol cars in the dust. I did see your um, update for your car. I love when Nissan <laughs> <to> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I missed that. What happened? I just had my, my second year uh, service. I said, next year be my first MOT. Will it pass the emissions test? <laughs> <laughs> to which point Nissan co- contacted and, and said, said oh, pretty confident they will. <laughs> <laughs> At least they watched the, um, the tweets. They've obviously yeah. got a, a yeah, thing that... they reply very quickly. W.staggeringstories.net I don't have no molestation either. No, this no. <laughs> I'm starting to feel unloved now. <laughs> no, too late. <laughs> 